Okay, we are live. Episode 158. David Jakobowitz. Happy hello, hello. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, yeah, I said it. Because I can tell by the name. It, that's what we do. Other Jews, we do that all the time. So don't get upset at me. Anyway. Uh, Nebula Snacks. Uh, people are sensitive these days. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sensitive. I'm just this sorry. That's who I am. It, it is what it is. You can't cancel me. I've already been canceled. Chris Devlin, Cartograph, let's go. Uh, David, tell us about Nebula. When did it start? What's it all about? Yeah. Well, first off, hug some air. Happy Hanukkah. Um, <clears throat> Nebula Snack started about two years ago. Uh, I was born out of uh, being hungry at night, wanting to snack a ton. And I was playing video games across the country with a friend of mine, having so much sugar. And that night we just said, why not make a company that makes snacks without so much sugar? So Nebula Snacks is a new a new brand on a mission to eliminate added sugars from the snacks that we know and love on Earth. Give us a give us a take, like an ingredient breakdown of why why it's like that. How did how does it read out? Yeah. So right now we launched with our two chocolate bars. We have an oat milk and a dark chocolate. There's zero sugar at this moment in time, but we plan to use natural sugars in the future. Right now we're using allulose and monk fruit as our uh, sugar alternatives which allows us to do natural sugar alternatives as opposed to using anything artificial or sugar alcohols. Is it a bar format so that if anybody's never seen it, what are we looking at? How, what's, is there a case stack? How does it work? How are you selling it? Yeah, right now uh, they are chocolate bars. So they come up with six break off pieces and that's how actually the majority of our customers enjoy them. They break off a couple of pieces here and there. So that's been an early learning of ours uh, thus far is most customers don't eat the entire bar in one sitting. Rather, they break off a piece or three uh, to enjoy when they want a snack and then they put the rest away for a later time and you are somewhere right now you're in a room there's stuff behind you what is that what's going on yeah so right now i'm I'm sitting in my uh warehouse slash apartment so i when i decided to quit and go full-time on nebula snacks about six months ago i moved into a new apartment here in austin texas outside of downtown to save some money on rent but i also needed more room in the apartment. So I got a, a little den that I've now converted into our warehouse that has all of the chocolate stock behind me. And I self-fulfill all of our orders uh, that we get online as well as retail. Got it. Okay. So give us a starting point. So I, you might've mentioned today, but give us a, a true start point date as far as sales. Where did you go and why? Yeah. So we launched last year, November, 2021. Um, we probably rushed it because we wanted to get live in time for the holidays. And my background was e-commerce. So I had worked at Facebook for about four years. I worked at TikTok for a year uh, supporting e-commerce brands advertised. Uh, so I wanted to make an e-commerce brand. But as I quickly learned, jumping into this space, bootstrapping a CPG food brand is not very easy to do on e-commerce alone. So after about six months of banging my head against the wall, getting some sales, we did see some growth. Uh, I decided that the ultimate move was to focus on retail. Right? Most people don't want to buy a box of eight chocolate bars that they've never tasted. Rather, they're willing to try one or two off of the shelf. So for the last two to three months uh, after moving and breaking up with our 3PL, uh, I now self-fulfill and we're focused on Austin retail, uh, getting into store and getting a lot of learnings uh, at the same time right now. Where where did you go? So again, you, are you said Austin? Is that, is that right? Correct. Yeah, we're, we're based out of Austin, Texas. And right now we're focused on independent groceries. So we're not going after the big box retailers. We're not a very large brand. Um, we're looking to learn. I want to see what the customer says when they try the product. Are we moving off of the shelf at these independent retailers? Do I need to make changes to the product in order to be ready for 
a big box retailer. So we're in about 13 stores here locally in Austin at the moment and a couple of sporadic uh, specialty grocers across the country through you know, marketplaces like Fair. And then I traveled a bit uh, just in general and decided to stop at a few stores and see if I can get it. How, how do you compete? Uh, I, the only uh, name that comes to mind, I'm not too, I don't eat, eat a lot of that stuff. So, um, but like uh, Lily's, right? Um, these are alternative chocolate. I don't know why, but that's the word that comes out. Alternative chocolate, uh, low sugar or, subs, you know, substitute sugar, um, what what is what is the differentiator right uh we all kind of call it out we're all in competitive sets there's no such thing as not not being in a set that's you know not competitive uh where there's just a flurry of, of other options so so describe that like what what gets you up in the morning where you're like i think we can do this this and this and, and create some separation yeah so so lily's and hue chocolate is another big competitor of ours uh, evolved as another one uh, Lily's is the big behemoth in the sugar-free chocolate space. They've been around for a very long time. They just got recently acquired by Hershey's. Uh, then you've got Hue that was acquired by Mondelez a couple of years ago. Um, those are the big competitors when it comes to healthy chocolate. I've stood in central markets and just asked customers walking up to the chocolate section, which is gigantic. And I said, hey, what are you considering as you're buying this piece of chocolate or this chocolate bar? And a number have told me when they grab the lilies that they just want the sugar-free option and they've had it before and they trust it, right? So that's that's number one, that's a big wall for us to overcome in the, in the sugar-free chocolate space. And then number two, uh, Hue uses uh, unrefined sugar. They use unrefined coconut sugar in their chocolate bars. And the wall that we need to climb there is to show that unrefined sugars are still added sugars. So the goal with our brand to stand out is two things. One, we wanna make a sugar-free product that is delicious, uh, and that can compete with Lily's in a different kind of capacity from a brand standpoint and an experience standpoint. But then two, we also want to show that added sugars are really the, uh, the ingredient that we need to avoid in our daily diet. Uh, and that's where snacks have, are, you know, the second leading category in added sugar consumption behind beverages because of soda and coffee, et cetera. Um, can we make snacks without the added sugars? And unrefined sugars, while slightly better for you than refined sugars, still don't come with a lot of nutritional value. So those unrefined coconut sugars being marketed as incredibly healthy isn't necessarily the case that we believe in and we want to overcome that. Sounds expensive. Yes. Uh, it sounds expensive. I People know I'm just, we're, we're chat, chatting here. That's how this goes down. Uh, I, I, you know, I understand all this. Uh, educating the consumer uh, specifically about what you're talking about, things that I understand because I eat a certain way, um, it sounds expensive. The education of consumers uh, for things like this takes a lot of money. I'm not saying you can't do it, but you, you, I, I'm just, we're talking it, the uphill battle. You've already you're, you're climbing it, so you're not you're not shying away from from understanding the realities of building a brand specifically in the category that you're in, specifically for the reasons that you just shouted out, right? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we're bootstrapped right now. So this is a self-funded venture. Um, and meaning, right, that education has to come at a very costly expense. And we don't have that money at the moment. So that's why the initial starting point has been, can we learn what the consumer has to ask? What are the questions? Does it move off of the shelf today when I'm present, when I'm doing a demo in front of the stores? Those are the majority of my days right now. I'm in front of the store, in the store, handing out samples and trying to engage in conversation. Because later down the line, 
if we make updates to the product to better acclimate, uh, better acclimate the consu- uh, customer to our type of product, um, we want to be able to have that data backed before we go ahead and you know, do anything like raise money to yeah. grow this business exponentially. Yeah, yeah. We, um, it's funny, I, just before this, I posted about seed oils. A lot of people don't understand about mm-hmm. seed oils. And, and we're making that transition. We have a popcorn that's coming out. Finally, we're, we have a non-seed oil uh, uh, snack. And then we're moving our core snacks to a non-seed oil. It's a big deal, right? But I've always, it's taken a lot longer than I wanted it to be, but I understand seed oils and I can't wait to talk about it. So we, the, the, the overarching market has yet to truly talk on it. Um, It's starting to happen, but I still think it's at the early stages of it. There's a few brands that have adopted it and they're, they're lightly touching on it. Don't know why still yet. Like they're almost scared to just fucking shout i swear sorry guys shout it out i get excited about something shout it out but i get to utilize my platform right Uh, which is an organic platform it's been free to start talking on it and people related i don't always need to talk on i1 i just talk freely about health um and so um, there's just info for you like like that's what you're gonna have to do bootstraps we are to is just start talking on it and and it's 10 people hear about it okay 40 people hear about it yeah you got it it's all you're talking 100 people hear about it there you go um let's go to what does the new year look like q1 um what is a focus being what you're looking at now and what's on the horizon yeah, a few things that are top of mind for me is is one, like I said, the the customer have said have have told us that they don't generally eat an entire bar in one sitting. So we want to meet them with a smaller portion size. We likely will be moving away from bars or you know uh, releasing a second skew to support that uh, as a as a big piece of feedback that we've gotten early on. Uh, the other piece of it is I want to bring manufacturing here to Texas. Uh, so we actually were able to go with a very small run because we found a co-manufacturer in Salt Lake City. But with freight costs at an all-time high, and just in general, we want to be more local and support our, our HQ town, we're trying to bring that to Austin, with, which either is going to cost a lot of money or we need to find the perfect co-manufacturer. So we're, we're working through that right now. So those are the two main things. And then likely at some point next year, we'll be taking the learnings that we've gotten from retail thus far and looking to raise some money. Uh, to better go after the big box retailers and have a lot of product on hand to support that. Well said. Uh, good job, David. Um, hit me up if you ever need anything as far as Q&A. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Chris, Cartograph, you got it. You're you're in a setting. It looks warm. I don't know what's going on. You got Christmas is happening. Uh, it, I feel like it's just, it's just a fairy tale. Maybe there's snow outside. I just, I don't know. It just feels like it. You know, you have a, you have some coffee right in front of you. I can't even see. I'm just mud mud water. Okay. It's just, I felt it. Anyway, I'm on one this morning. (laughs) Tell us about Cartograph. I appreciate it, Mark. Thanks for having me. And David, awesome stuff. More power to you. Chocolate business is one that there's always more chocolate eaters out there. So, uh, you know, always good mounts to, to be full there. But uh, yeah, Chris, uh, come from a decade experience in the CPG world, uh, worked with Unilever, Vital Farms, made the jump more to the agency side of the world. And now I'm with Cartograph. Uh, so Cartograph, 
Really been around for about five, six years with two co-founders, Chris Moe with the McKinsey background. John Wilbanks comes from a background built and led the first Amazon team at GE. Um, fast forward to today, we've got about 70 clients really focused on the better for you CPG side of things. We work with brands across the food, beverage, personal care, home care, pet care, really all the above and anything you'd find in a, in a Whole Foods per se, um, and working with them and selling their products on Amazon, Amazon Fresh, Instacart, and Walmart. Um, so really specialize in the, the better for you CPG side of things and always like saying how we differentiate from a lot of agencies out there. And first and foremost, we're a fully outsourced management solution. So really like managing everything end to end, working with you on the upstream work such as um, uh, product assortment, pricing, margin management, 3PL warehouse support, um, and of course, everything that really uh, pays dividends in the long run with the advertising, A-plus content, making sure everything's singing from an Amazon perspective. Uh, we really want to do this all by not only understanding what your plans are for Amazon, but your plans are for a company and how Amazon fits into that. So if it's bottom line, top line, uh, brand awareness, re we really match the goals to what you're looking for. And of our 70 some odd clients, we've got about 70 strategies to, to really you know prove that. And we do this all by having a low brand manager ratio. We, so we cap the number of brands at four per brand manager. This really allows that direct service level engagement. And as we like to say, winning on Amazon's not about getting a few things right. It's about getting a hundred little things right. So that's where the team in place is constantly testing, evolving, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Um, in addition to the brand manager, you're also getting a brand management team with a brand director that's really focusing on the strategy side of things, and then a brand specialist that's there to support in the admin side of things. So that is Cartograph in a nutshell. And uh, yeah, really appreciate uh, you having me today, Mark. Chris has done that before, folks. Once or twice. That, Once or that twice. is how you nail a pitch, okay? Well articulated in a room that has heat going Christmas, snow, coffee, the whole thing. David's info, Chris's info, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah. Tonight's night three. I don't know when people are going to see this. I'll see it when we, maybe the new year. It's all good. Happy new year if you see it. Peace, guys.